The following resources presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. Welcome to A Counselor's Point of View. Hi, my name is Steve Finney and I will be your host. Today's topic is Men, Morality, and Cultural Identity, Part 3. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy our show. The words that rang through that movie I saw when I was a kid. The Ten Commandments. And that voice, and I know it's a lot deeper than than the voice they used in that movie when God said those famous words when He says, I am the I am. You know, for a long time I thought, what's up with that? I am, I am? Why did you say I'm God? Most just want to know His name because through name we have identity, through identity we have relationship. He's just trying to get connected here. And God goes, I am the I am. Why do you say I'm Jehovah? I am the breast one. One of the 42 Hebrew names He's got. No, I am, I am. We'll break it down in the Hebrew, which I love doing. I am all the I am occurs. I am a businessman. I am a, a farmer. I am a, a shepherd. I am a, I am the I am. I am all those identities. There will be no other God before me. That's God. He's the only one who gets to say that. Now here's Jesus. Interesting. John 8.28 tells us, So Jesus said, When you lift the Son of, Son of Man, then you will know that I am He. And I do nothing on my own initiative, but I speak these things as the Father taught me. Now, who's Jesus again? Is he really God? Now wait, come on guys. Jesus is God. Right? Oh, what's he doing saying, whatever I do, I don't do on my own initiative. I only do what my father tells me to do. This is, this is the gentleman that we bow down and worship. I think he understands what it means to be a son. Holy Spirit. Another significant role. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. This is Jesus speaking. So here the Holy Spirit's bringing to remembrance the words Jesus said. And the words Jesus said were the words that were given to him by his Father. Man's greatest fear. This is a quotable. Man's greatest fear is being a puppet. You'll have nightmares about that one tonight. The Holy Spirit... And Jesus Christ 
embrace being a puppet. God has His hand right up the life of Jesus. Whatever He says are the words of His Father. Whatever He does are the actions of His Father. And Christ has His hand right up the life of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit says, All I'm going to do, my only job, is to bring to remembrance the words of Jesus. That's it. (laughs) Guys, this is God, God, God. I think they understood their role. And still do. Okay, well, Satan can't mess with this, guys. He just can't do it. He's tried. He has tried to bust up that marriage. He has done everything he knows how to do to mess up the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And you know what? The only thing he got out of the deal was a boot in the rumpus. He got kicked out of heaven. This will never be messed with. No cult can come up with new doctrines. You and your fancy opinions run around with your picket signs. Or me. In other words, opinions you come up with to try to describe God. Nothing's going to penetrate the unity of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It cannot be penetrated. No man will ever break it up. Or being. Now here... That's a little different story. So therefore, a husband, but I want you to understand that Christ is head of every man. Christ is head of this man. And the man is head of a woman. And God is head of Christ. Now, guys, if that does not clearly show roles and headship and the importance of structure and authority, I don't know what does. I don't know where these vain philosophers are coming up with their unique ideas. I don't know where they're getting it. I mean, how much clearer does God have to be? You know, you only get one head unless it's a Siamese problem. (laughs) Seriously. And normally they don't live long because of the warring over the body of who's going to be in charge. God designed us to have function as a body with one head. And Christ is head of the body of Christ. Not Christ and Buddha and, you know... It's just just one. There just needs to be one president of the United States of America. Can you imagine there being two presidents? So when I hear this 50-50 stuff going on in marriages, I go, could you, could you explain to me why that doesn't work in the White House? Why that doesn't work over, over at one of these big, gigantic, fancy corporations? Well... Then they go back to some subjective reason why they have a 50-50 relationship. Unless they have an agreement, like a couple couples I know that are very famous, to advance each other. Private goals. Now the wife, it says in 1 Peter 3.1, 
In the same way, you wives, being subject or submissive to your husbands. And if any of them are disobedient to the word, that they may be won back without a word. When I get the privilege of showing gals how to do this, and they get it, it is so much fun. The most powerful people in the world are the quiet ones. And anyone who is quiet, you know I'm right. Because you can't manipulate them. It's nothing to do with a quiet person. When Jesus was most quiet was when he was in the presence of authority. When he was most verbal was when he was in the presence of someone who thought they had his job. A high priest. Think about it. With mankind, meaning man in America, it's the opposite. That's my experience. Children are to obey your parents in the Lord. So the very first objective for Satan with our children is to get them outside of the Lord, or since they're born sinners and need to be born again, keep them outside experiencing that opportunity. Here's how it happens. The word says God is the word and came to dwell among us so we could behold his glory. That word was given to Jesus Christ. And that's what he said over here. What I say are not my own words. What I do, I don't do on my own initiative. So the word is given to Christ, Christ to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit brings to remembrance the word. The Holy Spirit inspires the husbands as head of their homes to treat their children and so forth and so on. And the wives are to take that living word and to be mothers and nurture and growing their children up so that the word of God is easily passed to the next generation. Right now, you're seeing the very simple plan of God's structure, a family. Family is not popular anymore. I know you already know that's in the news. Everyone's pushing for to get the 3.5 billion people down to whatever they want. I don't know. It used to be 2.3 kids. I never knew what the point three was until abortion started to happen. Then I knew what the point three was. Let's just kill them. Let's just get rid of these right here. Just get rid of them. There's a couple of ways the enemy became very clever in doing that. And I'm going to show you. So now we have the marital relationship in heaven. God the Father... God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the children of God, the very first children of God was Adam and Eve. Okay? There's your trinity, and there is your first marriage, first family. Right there. It's from the beginning. Now, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are one. Now you have a husband... And you also have a wife. Now you have the trinity of marriage. Marriage has one specific purpose. I know we can write gazillions of books on marriage. But the Hebrew is very clear why we have marriage. 
It's to keep the Trinity, the doctrines of the Trinity, intact. When you see a husband and a wife in their dynamic relationship with God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you get to see the Trinity in action. So guess what? If you really want to mess up the Trinity in society, you destroy the marriages. What's the national divorce rate right now? 62%. It's 50% two years ago. Guess what? I've even heard legislation being worked on in a particular state. You may have heard it over, over the weekend as well. It would probably just be best to dissolve the marriage of inst- the institution of marriage. Because this is disastrous, what is happening with same-sex marriages. I believe it's coming. And you're going to see why. This is beautiful to God. Because you have children, the next generation, new life, birth. And it reveals the great I am. The us. So the children watch this dynamic and then you flip this diagram over the other way and carry that into the next generation. And you think the whole thing's about preserving your marriage because you want to set a good example for your children? No. You want to keep this intact whether you've got to go through 22 years of counseling to keep it intact. You keep that intact so the gospel of Jesus Christ goes from generation to generation. Guys, this is the gospel. It's not Jesus coming and dying on the cross for us. We were saved by his life, not his death. That's right out of the Bible. The death was used to fulfill the law. So he could be resurrected so we could have life. We're saved by his life. That's life. The us. Boy, that makes the enemy mad. Phase one of Satan's goal is to get rid of God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit from the equation. Now, how would you feel if you were a King Tut angel? I mean, big, beautiful. Top of the pile. He was in charge of a third of all the angels in heaven. And you slip up. And you get the boot in the rumpus. How would you feel about those three uh, beans from that day forward? I'm going to get rid of you. God responding with, make my day. Can't be done. Just can't be done. Well, he is working and working and working and working in our society to get you to think that it can be done. How? We have husbands, we have wives, and we have children that really have nothing to do, absolutely has nothing to do with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. 
Now, <clears throat> number two, equality to the roles of man and woman. These 15 chips. There's no one over the other. There's just 50-50. Equal power, equal authority, equal education, equal, equal. You do the dishes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I'll do that. Equal, equal, equal. Well, the problem here is, is that that leaves this vacancy for the children to decide what is moral in the, in the society. Because morality comes through roles. So you've got to mix the roles up. And now you have an open door to a confused generation. Some of you are that confused generation. They call you Xbox. What is it again? Generation X. So even when I look at that, it was kind of funny, and I know this doesn't mean anything for Madam, actually, but I was looking at that diagram after I was done, and you know what I saw? Do you see it? An upside down cross, and I went, oh, this is too weird. It just, yeah, it just reverses everything. Let me show you what happens. In our society today, already, children's rights are priority. Then women's rights. And you know what? For two and a half years, I served on the Arizona Domestic Relations Committee. Never once in two and a half years did we discuss the rights of a man. Wow. Not once. These two, oh my goodness. It went on and 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 on. Testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony. How nasty, filthy these guys are here. And we all know that they're not all bad boys. You see? And it's not about rights, by the way even though he who does demand his rights always gets a wrong. That is true. But, it's the role change. Satan doesn't even want the woman on top. No pun intended. He doesn't. He wants to take the whole, the whole order and flip it this way. Do you understand that? He wants God on the bottom. Because he's mad, he's angry, and he's determined to put God in his place. <laughs> Hello! It's going to take someone bigger than God to put him in a different place. Well, he just doesn't get that. Maybe he does and he's just mad. I don't know. Maybe he's just pitching a fit that's lasting several thousand years. I don't know. That's between him and, and God. Now, so it's not about this, but that is what he's using in society to get it done. It's about this. Why? Let's take a look at it. Back to this illustration, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You have husband and wife. One of, the, one of the areas that the enemy worked on diligently was abortion, but what was behind abortion was free sex. We called it in the 70s. Some of you guys with gray hair know what I'm talking about. 
flower child, you know, you're out there, you know, rolling around in the weeds, literally. You know, and you had your little Volkswagen van and... It was 60s? Well, I was carrying the 60s over into the 70s then. You know, the whole idea of getting a whole society to say, I'll have sex when I want to, has to happen before the abortion thing could happen. Had to. Because logically, there is no reason to destroy children. So you have to have an increase of rape, and you have to have an increase of promiscuity. You have to, before abortion makes sense. So the enemy started going to town on immorality. Working men overtime. Getting their vigor to be wasted, as the Old Testament calls dropping his seed to the ground. It has no reproductive value at all. You've been listening to A Counselor's Point of View. Our topic has been men, morality, and personal identity. We're glad that you joined us today. If you're interested in obtaining a copy of the full message, please log on to our website, click on our resource center, and uh, scroll down until you see the CD titled Men and Morality. Thank you for joining us. Until next time. This resource has been presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. For more information about our ministries, visit us online at iomamerica.org. That's iomamerica.org.